We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. OU Texas, one of the greatest rivalries in all of sports. Half crimson, half burnt orange. Right in the middle of the Texas State Fair. The biggest game in college football takes place on the second Saturday in October. In 2001, the stakes could not have been any higher, and the finish could not have been made more memorable. Lehman showing blitz. There's the blitz! Touchdown, Lehman! Touchdown, Oklahoma! Williams got him on the blitz! Lehman on the pick! OU is going to win it again! Roy flew, Teddy made a play, and the Sooners did it again. This is the story of the Superman play and the 2001 OU Texas game. I keep thinking, no, Roy's just going to grab one out of here and walk in with it. You know, I, he's kind of like Superman to me in some of the things he does. I just grabbed it before I even had time to think about it. I just grabbed it. OU rolling again. Do these guys ever lose a big game? Not today. The Sooner Sports Podcast presents the Sooner Legacy Series. The stories behind the greatest moments and individuals in Oklahoma Sooner history. Now, here's your host, Toby Rowland. Welcome to the Legacy Series, where we will tell you the stories behind the biggest names, plays, and moments in Oklahoma Sooner athletics history. I'm Toby Rowland. And I'm Chris Plank. Today we focus on one of the greatest plays in Oklahoma Sooner football history, the Superman play and the incredible 2001 OU Texas game. Hello, everyone. From the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas, Bob Barry along with Merv Johnson, Ron Benton, and our broadcast crew, Oklahoma versus Texas, the 96th renewal of the storied rivalry. And Merv Johnson, the first time since 1985, both teams come in undefeated. Well, that's hard to believe after seeing all those years in the 70s and the 80s that uh, that could happen, but... uh... 
in about the last 15 years, each team has had a period where they've struggled, haven't they, Bob? They certainly have, Mervyn. You know, one of the officials, I won't name who <laughs> or which one, but in the Big 12 Conference told me about three or four years ago that this Big 12 Conference will not get the football recognition it deserves until Oklahoma and Texas get back up to the uh, near the top, and that's exactly what's happened. As the defending national champions, the Sooners were the favorite and riding high heading into the 2001 showdown. OU had won 17 in a row, and we're looking the part of a national championship contender yet again. I, I hesitate to, to say that it was different than any other year because we always knew it was going to be kind of the key to the season. We had to get through them in the, this is back when the Big 12 had division, so we had to get through them and win that game in the South, most likely in order to play in the Big 12 championship game. So um, it didn't always work out that year. It didn't work out that year in 2001, but that was kind of always the goal. But yeah, whenever you see that you're, you're both top five football teams, then absolutely there was a bunch of hype around it. But, you know, like for our football team, like the, the Texas game was, it was always a big game. Don't get me wrong, but I, I think we always had such an edge in that game mentally that I don't know that we ever went into that thing like worried about it. You know what I'm saying? It was always like excited about it because this was about to be a, a big moment and a big win for us. So there was a ton of hype. It was probably more outside than it was in our locker room just because like, we felt like we were the better team every year. And I, we had to win that game to like it wasn't our goal to beat Texas, but that was kind of on the list to get to the goals that we had towards the end of the year. That's Teddy Lehman, a name that you'll hear a lot during this podcast. Sooner standout linebacker on that 2001 squad and the man who makes a play. From Teddy to Roy Williams on the hype leading into the 2001 OU Texas matchup. Coming in after, you know, us winning the national championship and beating them 63 to 14. Um, you know, that, that game was always hyped, but, you know, being that we were both two teams ranked in the uh, top five, top ten, whatever it was, um, you know, it always has that extra amount of hype. And I remember D.D. Uh, D. Lewis was talking about how Quentin Griffin's not going to score six touchdowns this year. You know, they had their high-powered offense. Uh, so, you know, going against our defense, which we love, we love that challenge, you know what I mean? Uh, we, we love that challenge every time we stepped on the football field. You know, we were always a, uh, a top, top-tier top defense, even though if we didn't get the recognition or not, we knew that we, we had a chip on our shoulder and we wanted to prove that, you know, we were we were God's greatest gift, if you know what I mean, um, when we stepped on the football field for defensive-wise. And so, you know, it's, it's OU Texas. Why, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you be up for that game? Meanwhile, for Texas, the theme: revenge. OU had embarrassed the Longhorns in 2000 during Red October, and Texas had apparently found the next great college quarterback in Chris Sims. After all the pregame hype, after all the pomp and circumstances, OU Texas kicked off, and immediately. The Sooner defense set the tone. Escape again, tied in on the right. Second and eight for Texas from their own 22. You suspect pass here. Layman showing blitz. Does not back now. And the blitz is on. And Kalmus has him in sacks him. Kalmus with a sack. And it's all the way back. Depends on where they put it down at the 11. I think it's where they're going to mark it. Boy, Kalmus lightning fast in there. 14. 
two wide receivers left, one to the right. Shanahan and Johnson to the left. Sloan Thomas to the right. Tight end is Scape on the left. Four-man center front from the 50. Sims, five-step drop. Looks, he's hit, he's sacked. Williams. And that is uh, Roy Williams. I mean, no, 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 not Roy Williams. Jimmy Wilkinson from defensive right end. Two of three on third down situations. Empty backfield here for Texas on a third and 20 from the Texas 45. Now, Victor Ike is the single back. He goes into the backfield behind Sims from the 45 in Texas territory. Sims, a long drop this time and a good protection. He'll throw a long pass and it's intercepted at the 40, 45, 50. That's Wolfolk at the 40, 35, 30, down the sideline to the 25. Andre Wolfolk playing quarterback on the right side. Picked it off at the 40. Took it away from Roy Williams. And a big play defensively by Andre Wolfolk. Ball at the Texas 23. The game was scoreless through the first quarter, with both defenses dominating. But bad luck soon hit for the Sooners. Early in the second quarter, starting quarterback Nate Hibble injured his shoulder and had to leave the game. With Jason White at quarterback, a quick three and out, aided by a Texas sack, set the Longhorns up with their best field position of the game. And that's when the Sooners special team stepped up. Redshirt freshman is Dustin Magra from Mesquite, Texas. Slide angle to the right at the north end zone kicking with the wind. Snap, ball down, it's blocked. The kick is blocked, it's free at the 22. Sooners pick it up to 23, 25-yard line. Up, still at the 35. Roy Williams gets it up to the 39. What a momentum switch there. As the Andre Wolfolk, I think, blocked the kick. And then it was picked up by Roy Williams, who got about a 20-yard return, and the Sooners have it at their own 39. How about them after? Oh, that's, that's uh, what a job of the defense. Longhorns got the football at the 47-yard line, make a couple of quick first downs. The defense digs in and just stuffs them and then blocks their field goal. You talk about a lift. The blocked field goal gave the Sooner offense the momentum it needed as Oklahoma started to click thanks to Jason White. Griffin shifts to the left side of Jason White. Blitz is on. White fires a pass. Caught by Clayton at the 40-yard line. Lunges down. First down. Great second effort by Clayton. Well, he caught it at the 40. He was spun all the way around by the tackler. And then he lunged out. Jason White at quarterback. Gets the snap. Blitz is on. White rolls out of the pocket. Looks upfield. Fires a pass. It's caught at the 35. Again, it's Clayton. He gets away from a tackler and gets a couple more yards to 33. Herb Johnson. I remember way back in the spring, you said Jason White seems to be a little bit more mobile than Nate Hibble. You weren't criticizing Hibble, and I think he showed it right there. He sure had to. He didn't have much of a chance. What a great throw he made, Bob, coming out of there on the run. All right, here we go. Fourth down the yard to go from the Texas 30. Two wide receivers to the right, two to the left. Under center is Jason White. He's in for Hibble, who's injured. Man in motion from left to right. Is Mackey down the line, option play. White pitches to Griffiths, 30, 25, 20. He's out of bounds inside the 15, 13 yard line. Merv Johnson called it. 17 yards on the option left, wide open around the left side. And I guarantee you, if that man hadn't taken Jason, in, in other words, if he'd taken the pitch man, Jason would have gotten just a few yards. Just upfield from the two, White, option play. Looks, pitches to Griffin, sweeps left side, touchdown Oklahoma. The option play scores left. And the Sooners, a tremendous drive after the block field goal. They went 61 yards, picking up four first downs. The sixth TD of the year for Griffin. He had six against Texas last year and one in this game. He scores a very important touchdown today. A late first half field goal by Texas cut the Sooner lead to 7-3. But the defenses would continue to stiffen in the second half. 
Much like the first quarter, the third quarter was dominated by defense. 30 plays between the two teams were run in the third quarter with only 95 total yards combined. In fact, 40 of those 95 yards came on the final drive of the third quarter as the Sooners drove themselves into field goal range to start the fourth and crossed into Texas territory for the first time since the first half. Well, the Sooners had a great drive from their own 42 down to the three, then lost back to the seven, and there's that first down that Merv Johnson always talks about. When you lose yardage on first down, it's a bad sign, isn't it, Merv? Especially when you're inside the 20, because uh, you can't uh, find the space for your passing game as you can when you're back up field. 25-yard field goal attempt for, for Duncan. And from this distance, he's four or five. Snap, ball is down. Kick is in the air, and it is no good. Good gracious, alive. Can't believe that. Tim Duncan, who's had such a great year kicking, misses a 25-yard field goal, and that just gives tremendous momentum to Texas because the Sooners have driven from their own 42 all the way down to the three, and they come away with not a single point. The defense continued to step up all game long. As Texas was driving, our Roy Williams made a play on their Roy Williams. Third and ten for Texas. They're probably uh, their four-down territory here, but... Here are a couple of big plays, just bigger than the last one at this time. Two wide receivers left, one to the right. Chris Sims, four-man rush, not much pressure. He fires up long, long past the end zone, and it's intercepted, I think, by Oklahoma, by Roy Williams. He picks it off, intercepted by Williams in the end zone. The pass was intended for Roy Williams of Texas, and Roy Williams of Oklahoma picked it off. Went up and took it away, Murr. Well, people were wondering if our Roy Williams would be covering that guy today, and uh, I guess now they know. Roy Williams intercepted Roy Williams. And uh, for Roy Williams, <laughs> that is his third interception of the year. While the Sooners celebrated the interception and got the football back, there was an interesting play in that drive that led to the Roy interception. The Sooners had run the slam dog blitz, the blitz that eventually led to the Superman play, and it didn't work. My angle was off. I, my, that angle on that blitz, I was more inside to outside. Uh, on the Superman play, it was outside to inside. And so when I came, I didn't see uh, Brett Robin coming from, you know, inside to outside to me because I, we basically were running the same path, but I didn't see him when I came. And instincts just kicked in. And I was like, oh, just keep, I mean, get out the way. Just, you know, he's trying to hit you low. And I jumped. And, I mean, he got me in the growing. He got me good. He got me real good. And then later, I mean, and after I, I popped up, I was running to chase, try to go to Chris. And then I got sideswiped by offensive linemen, which was, I thought was kind of dirty. Um, um, so I was hobbled a little bit. And then actually the next play, um, they, get, they basically gave them the first down because uh, Chris scrambled for a couple of, like, like 12, 13 yards and, it was like a third or fourth and one, whatever it was, and they gave them the first down um, when they, they tried to do a, like a fullback power or something to a fullback. And me and Brandon Moore stood him up, and they gave him the first down. I mean, that, that if anything, that pissed me off more than me getting cut. The Sooner offense got the football back late in the fourth quarter with a 7-3 to lead. And as its drive stalled on the 28-yard line, consider this in today's game. On fourth and 16, from the 28-yard line, Bob Stoops decided to pooch punt. 
and Nathan Vasher made a poor decision. Jason White is the holder, he's the quarterback, gets a snap, he's pushed it back, and it's a pooch kick. And Texas catches it the three yard line. Oh, they handled he it. caught it. They helped us. They helped and us. helped the Sooners as Nathan Vasher caught the ball at the three, and that's where it'll be. And that was a bad mistake on Vasher's part. 97 yards away, 25 yard pooch kick. By Tim Duncan. We forgot about that play, didn't we, Bob? We did. <laughs> and all our astute. I'm glad the coaches didn't forget about it. I knew we were going to punt it. Um, I think I happened to be, I think I happened to be standing there because I was on the punt team, obviously. So whenever you're in that fringe territory and you don't know what it's going to be, uh, you've got the punt team standing there, you've got the field goal unit standing there, and it's something that we practiced a lot off of that field goal look that they just kind of pooch it down there and they were ready for it most teams don't have a returner back but they happen to be ready for it and did have the returner back so i liked the call i mean the thought is that you would pin them inside the 10 yard line and the chances at that point of the of chris sims taking that offense 90 yards down the field scoring the touchdown to win the game were pretty minimal so it was definitely the right call by Coach Stoops. And when Basher tried to field it, I mean, it wasn't a good punt for the circumstances. He hit it too hard. So it is a little bit shocking. But on the other hand, he's back there to return it for, I mean, because typically a, a punt returner would not return that ball, right? If you're in, you usually put your heels on the eight yard line and you fair catch it, if it goes behind you, you don't field it. Well, they probably thought that that was gonna be a great opportunity to get a return because you got a bunch of offensive linemen out there covering that thing on the field goal unit. So if you can field it cleanly, you may have a chance to, to bust a return on them if you can maybe make someone miss there early, but uh, it was a risky decision and it ended up biting them and really, probably cost him the football game amongst other things it's one of those deals where you're you're kind of tricking the uh you know the defense into doing something stupid and they did um well he did um and you know i'm very appreciative of Nathan Basher. i mean he's he's he has everything to do with the superman play and he, he should get credit for that play the stage was then set for history for a moment that will forever be etched in the minds of college football and the Sooner Nation. Under center is Chris Sims. One back behind him. Sooner showing blitz. Sims may be changing the play. Gets the exchange, retreats in the end zone, and the ball! And the Sooners have a touchdown! A touchdown, Oklahoma! Jenny Lehman on the interception as Sims was hit, the ball went in the air. Roy Lehman. Williams, Roy Williams wanted to bust Roy it in. Roy Williams busted in, and then it popped in the air. Kenny Lehman at the two and in, and the Sooners score a touchdown. How about that? <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. They, they didn't back off at all, did they, Bob? <laughs> they didn't back off like I said they would. They really charged in, and Roy Williams knocked that ball clear, went straight up in the air. Teddy Lehman was right there, caught it, and it's a touchdown. Wow. Chris Sims and the Longhorns with a first down in the three after a mental mistake by Basher. Ball would have gone into the end zone and they could have had it on the 20. Cannot afford a mistake down here. They got 206 to work with. Longhorns with their timeouts left. Lehman showing blitz. 
There's the blitz. Touchdown, Lehman. Touchdown, Oklahoma. Williams got him on the blitz. Lehman on the pick. OU is going to win it again. It, it was actually a really common blitz for us. Um, it was a zone blitz, and all of our all of our zone blitzes where we had three underneath and three deep uh, were a dog blitz. So there's a timeout after Vasher bobbles the punt. And after that timeout or during that timeout, we knew what we were calling. We said that we're going with the slam dog blitz and uh, BV and Mike Stoops are out there and Mike's saying, Hey, you're basically giving up a zone in your coverage for a blitzer. So you understand that. So there's some holes in it coverage-wise. So we knew that they would check to quick game, try and get it out fast, three-step drop, and they were going to throw to the uh, the flat away from the blitz because that's the one that the defensive end has to cover. So we knew it was going to be like a slant. So Mike Stoops told Corey Heineke, don't even get down in your stance. Just stand up and get out underneath uh, number one as soon as you can to help the corner on that slant. So whenever he said that, like, I know where they're going with the football too. So essentially my job in that blitz is the nose guard runs an opposite. He goes from one side of the center to the other side. And I just kind of draw the guard in protection. And that leaves the B gap wide open for Roy, who's going to have a one-on-one with the running back. So I've got to get into that, that a gap and, since I know they're going quick game and the ball's coming out quick, I just get to that A-gap, the side of the, the guard, and you can see me. I'm trying to jump and block the pass because I know it's coming out. I know where he's throwing it, and I'm trying to get into that window. I, I kind of jump up in the air to try and bat the pass, and then uh, obviously it doesn't come out on time, so I kind of like do like a little double jump, and then the ball's like fluttering in the air, and – I just grabbed it before I even had time to think about it. I just grabbed it. Thank God it didn't stay in the air any longer. During the TV timeout, you know, Mike came over to me and was like, hey, we're going to call the slam dog. Blitz, don't leave your feet. And I was like, yeah, no problem, coach. Before the TV timeout was up again, he he said again, Roy, don't leave your feet. I was like, okay, coach. Um, But with our film preparation, I knew that how the line was going to stunt, it was going to be one-on-one with Brett Robbins, and I, I, I mean, I knew that I was, I, I had full sight on him, and I knew that Britt Brit Robin wasn't a big guy, you know what I mean, he was probably about five, nine, five, five, seven, maybe he's in that range, he was a shorter running back, so I knew he wouldn't try to hit me high, and I knew that we had a blitz coming on, and you know, if a blitz is coming, and we get, we got numbers, the quarterback has to get the ball out quick, and so when I um, was I missed actually I missed time the blitz. And so you see me on the video, you see me come up and then you see me back up. And then I was like, Oh, here we go. I mean, <laughs> this is all or nothing, you know, for all the marbles Mike told me not to jump, but I'm going for it. Cause I know he's not going to hit me low, Brett Robin. And so I, after I step back, you know, you see that foot, you see my, uh, I think it was my right foot, whatever foot it was, but you see I'm, I'm on my toes. Then I just take off and run and um the play the hole opens up which i know it would from the stunt um and i i see chris um getting ready to do his uh you know three uh 
basically trying to get the ball out quick, so he did a three yards, uh, three yards step back. I, I cleared, I cleared Brett Robin, and then all I know is I see I, I grab him with uh, my left arm, and then I hit the ball out with my right. It flutters, goes into Teddy's hands, and I. On the next thing I hear is my, I mean, I hit the ground, and right when I hit the ground, all I hear is like a big explosion of just crowd noise. Then I look up and I see I see the ball going into Teddy's hands and he scores and it was just it was awesome. <laughs> oh, no, we're so we're so we're so excited in this uh, booth. <laughs> the uh, Merv, uh, you you said it best. T- tell what you said about Roy. He's tried that before. What happens? Uh, he usually uh, put you know he scares the quarterback, but somebody blocks him at the legs and he goes right on his face. But he's such a good athlete that uh, he really gets your attention. This time he was rewarded handsomely when he tipped that ball. I keep thinking, no, Roy's just going to grab one out of here and walk in with it. You know, I, he's kind of like Superman to me in some of the things he does. Well, you know, Merv, uh, for, for the listeners who aren't watching, he jumped over the center. That's why, like, just like you're diving in a swimming pool, and he grabbed Sims, who was shocked because <laughs> I think they expected OU to lay back to try to prevent. Right. And instead. Uh, they, he leaped over, hit Sam's ball, went straight up in the air. Teddy Lehman got it. Two yards for a touchdown. Extra point good. Center's lead 14-3. What a play. You mentioned in, in plays like this, there's always like a hidden star. You talk about uh, Corey Heineke. He he really helped make that play happen too, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if, the, if you watch it on the wide angle, if that ball comes out, he's probably going to have a chance of intercepting it or at least batting it down and making a play on it because he's out going right underneath the number one wide receiver instantly. So yeah, he's, he's going to, he's, he's affecting that as well. And, um, you know, we ran it earlier in the game and everyone knows this. I've told this story a hundred times that we run it earlier in the game and Roy tries to go over the top of the running back and he gets cut down. And Chris Sims scrambles out of there on a third down and picks up the first down and extends the drive. So, uh, and that's why Mike told him not to jump because the last time we did it, he jumped and he got cut. And, you know, that's that's what players do is, you know, he, Roy is probably the best ever. He's not a robot. When he sees an opportunity to make a play, he makes it. Roy Williams continued his incredible day by sealing the deal with yet another big play. Now they probably will be laying back. They are indeed, and back to pass is Sims. He throws up the middle, and it's intercepted at the 50-yard line. Who is? Who? Roy Williams. And this time it is Roy Williams. So Sims picked off, and Roy Williams uh, picked, intercepted the pass intended for Roy Williams. Bob, I'll give you a little stat here. All right. Sims has been intercepted his last three possessions. And Texas has... <laughs> His last three passes have been intercepted, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I tell you, Roy Williams is all world. The ball game was over. The Sooners won, and the party was on. Coach Dukes, what can we say? What a great win for you. That's a great win. It's another great team uh, win, fighting to the end. And uh, gosh, you know, you got your backup quarterback in there who's excellent, and then you got freshman center with him, and uh, guys just keep playing. And your defense, just unbelievable. No touchdowns for Texas. Well, I, I thought you're very right, Bob. You, you, were, you were watching the game. <laughs> but uh, Some people wonder. defense was unbelievable to keep them there. They really didn't get close to the end zone. I, I don't know much all day. They had the one drive they got down there, and we blocked the field goal. Or maybe they got the one field goal. But uh, And at the end there, we knew we were going to have to stop them. And uh, we backed them up. 
And uh, the coaches, Mike and Brent, were talking about coming after him. And I said, yeah, go ahead. And sure enough, we come after him, knock the ball loose, and get a touchdown. So that was something. Yeah, I'd just like to say, I told you all last week that Bernard's name is Puke, and it, it proved true uh, there before the second half. I drank too much Gatorade and walked out and saw the orange, and it didn't stay. Well, you better be careful making bold statements. Uh, I'm not saying anything. I just don't like the color orange. <laughs> I'll talk to y'all later. The Superman play is one of the most iconic moments in Sooner football history. And the 2001 OU Texas game was one of the more incredible games in the history of this storied rivalry. Roy flew, Teddy made a play, and the Sooner Nation still celebrates to this day. Well, the way we were trained, um, our, yeah, the way we were trained, our thought process was is, yeah, you made the play, but what are you going to do next? Mentality, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I made that play, and it was a phenomenal play. It truly was a phenomenal play. But, I mean, the fans, uh, opposing team fans, they they really got the kick out of it, you know what I mean? I was getting ready for the next play, you know? So, my, my whole thought, you talked about the interception, that was after the kickoff, that next play, that's when I got the interception, you know? So, I mean, it was one play, one play mentality. I never dwelled on anything good. You never dwell on anything bad. You got to go out there again and go, go execute on whatever's being called. So I never, I never really got to be like, yeah, I made that play. I, I did it. You know what I mean? Because of that, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, bred that way to dwell on plays or bad plays. So I really, I really never got. Now watching the play over, it's like, man, that was a good ass play. It really was a good play, but I didn't get to appreciate it when I played because, you know, we we weren't we weren't built that way. You know what I mean? You make a play, go out there and go do it again. You know what I mean? So the Superman play was uh, it was short lived for me, but it lives on.